Hello, I'm Dr. Kelly Evans welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. Today I get to switch roles and serve as host of our Prairie Doc Radio program. I'm an internal medicine physician and enjoy being part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. With us as our guest today is Dr. Ken Knutson. Dr. Knutson is an ophthalmologist at the Yorkshire Eye Clinic here in Brookings. Thank you, Ken, for joining us today. Can you tell us a little about yourself and, and what an ophthalmologist does? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, I've been uh, in Brookings for for 20-plus years. Uh, Dr. Tesh uh, yeah. hired me way back when. Thank you, Dr. Tesh, who started our <laughs> clinic. Thank you, Dr. Tesh. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, of course, now we're part of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we offer ophthalmology and optometry services. I know that gets confusing yeah. to the general public. You've got what we call the three O's. <laughs> We've got ophthalmology, optometry, and then you have opticians. All too, right. So. Help us out. What's yeah, the difference? Well, okay. <laughs> so I'm an ophthalmologist. Mm-hmm. I'm a medical doctor or physician Mm -hmm. and surgeon yeah so we go to medical school and then after that we have to do uh, residency and Mm -hmm. fellowship training in uh, ophthalmic surgery and -hmm. and to learn to be that then we have optometry which uh, are uh, doctors of optometry they're not medical doctors Mm -hmm. uh, but they go to optometry school Mm -hmm. after college so there's quite a bit of training there also yeah and they can do uh, quite a bit of things, uh, examine people for uh, eye exams and, of course, for glasses and contacts. Yeah. But they also can do uh, some uh, uh, disease identification and right. treating like glaucoma. Sure. Uh, they're just not allowed to do surgery. Right. But right. Uh, they can certainly do many of the things that we do as ophthalmologists. Yeah. And then uh, you also have opticians okay. who are the ones that help uh, fit and uh, order your glasses and make sure your bifocals are in the correct place (laughs) when they're they're made. So they uh, fix and dispense uh, glasses. And and if there's something wrong, they'll usually come and talk to us. So they're very helpful also in your your overall eyesight. Good. Good to know. And we we have a lot of great optometrists in our community. We do. We're very lucky. Yeah. They're they're all very good. They are. I mean, they. Yeah. I, sometimes I'll have one of them in the community see my patient and mm-hmm. call me about a concern yeah. that they have, and they're 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 brilliant people, and and we refer to them a lot. Good. Yeah. So the, yeah. everybody here knows their stuff. We're getting good care in this community. Yeah. Yeah. And if if your optometrist sees something that might warrant something more advanced, like a surgery or something, they know who to refer to. Be it you in right. our community, or mm-hmm. like if it's a retinal problem to right. a retinal specialist or whatever and, uh, yeah. we do the same thing yeah, if if uh, the optometrist sends something to me but needs even further specialization like the retinal specialists right. or oculoplastics or neuro ophthalmology we can uh, get you on to the right place also so. yeah but optometrist always a great place to start if you're having any eye problems so we uh we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast this week our prairie doc topic is ophthalmology and eye health If you have questions about the eyes or any other medical questions, give us a call at 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. 
Tobacco can lead to tobacco, nicotine dependence, and serious health problems. Quitting smoking has immediate as well as long-term benefits for you and your loved ones. Make the decision to be smoke-free. Stopping smoking is associated with many health benefits. If you smoke, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's 784-8669. Or call the Avera Medical Group Brookings for help to quit smoking today. 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Dr. Kelly Evans, and I'm joined today by Dr. Ken Knudsen. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. So we're talking all about eye health and eye disease today. Um, One thing that is kind of new and has been in the news, Ken, is about something for age-related vision changes. Let's start with, you know, I'm not there yet, luckily. (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) But most people I know at a certain age, maybe between, I don't know, 45 and 55, those people, a lot of people end up needing reading glasses. Tell us what happens to the eye around that age that's so common. Well, uh, so even if a person doesn't need glasses for the distance, yeah. uh, around that age that you were describing we start to struggle with the near yeah and it has to do with the lens in our eyes Um, when we look at something close our lens has to do what's called accommodation Mm -hmm. basically it gets fatter (laughs) and gets more power to focus up close and as we age the ability to do that gets tougher and tougher that due to either the stiffness of the lens or the ciliary muscle working on the lens, it's just not as efficient and you can't get that extra power to Mm. zoom in up close. So that's where people start uh, going to the drugstore and needing reading glasses (laughs) or come to the eye doctor, which is always a good idea to check that out. And uh, most of the time, uh, people can do very well with reading glasses or a prescription bifocal, right. trifocals. And, uh, of course, now we have these progressive lenses that are really neat, too, okay. that uh, most people kind of started out with that I have also that uh, gives you both distance and near yeah. and intermediate. Yeah, that's a change. So what's this new yeah. medicated eye drop that we've read but about? But recently, yeah. the uh, you may start to see some advertising for this eye drop mm-hmm. called Vuity, I think it's called, from Allergan. And uh, it can help give uh, some of our younger presbyopes, we call them, the ability to see a little better up close still without glass. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's an older medication called pilocarpine used in glaucoma sure but one of the effects of that drug uh, is to shrink your pupil Uh and stretch your iris and so it gives you a sort of a pinhole effect okay which like on a camera the smaller your f-stop or your opening your aperture you get an increased depth of field they call it Mm mm-hmm and uh, so as your pupil gets smaller, you can see at, at a greater range of distance. Okay. And so basically you put in this drop, it shrinks your pupil and say, hey, I can see some up close even without my glasses. Uh-huh. Now it <laughs> is a prescription drop. Sure. I think it's costing about 80 bucks. Okay. 
just for people to know. Yeah. And it's not covered by insurance. Sure. Um, there are some side effects. It can turn your eyes a little bit red. Some people can get headaches from uh-huh. it. Uh, it it can work. I had one of my technicians try it out the other day, <laughs> and she said, yeah, I think this helps some. Uh-huh. It is more effective in the people who need less power, sure. like the younger 45 sure. to 50 or so age group. Mm-hmm. Once you get above about or about a two and a quarter to, to a plus 250 in your bifocal, it's, you're, it's not going to do it all for you. Sure. So it's kind of interesting, kind of neat. Yeah. Not real cheap. Not a miracle. <laughs> not a miracle yeah. drug, but it, <laughs> it does work to some extent. Uh-huh. But it's only going to last four to six hours, too. So Got it. Maybe it's something you could use when you're going out to the restaurant sure. at night and you don't really want to bring your glasses Got it. to see the uh, menu. <laughs> okay. Got it. But it's not going to last all day. So okay. I don't know if. You know, it's still pretty early on, but I don't know if people will be wanting to use it every day of their life. Right, so. just how practical but, it is right. for people. Well, talk to your optometrist yeah. or ophthalmologist. You can always about give it. it a try if yeah. people are interested and okay. see if it works. It's a pretty safe sure. uh, drug to try. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've gotten a question from a caller um, asking us to talk more about macular degeneration so Mm -hmm. really common thing can be kind of devastating for people's vision what is the macular degeneration ken and let's we'll we'll elaborate on that let's start with what is it well when we say macula that's Mm -hmm. just for anatomy wise that's the central area of the retina where we have our good vision Mm -hmm. and so when we get degeneration in that area it can affect a person's good central vision. It doesn't affect your peripheral vision. If there's anything good about it, that's it. <laughs> and there can be a wide range of, uh, of well, what would be the term of how bad it is. Sure. So some people can have mild aging changes, we call yeah. it, that don't really, luckily, cause too much difficulty over their lifetime. But then there's quite a few people that can get quite a bit of atrophy Mm-hmm. or even uh, leaky blood vessels, and yeah. that's where they call the wet macular sure. degeneration. Sure. And if that gets right in the middle, it can really decrease your functional vision for mm-hmm. driving or reading yeah. or, or seeing pe- people's faces, which mm-hmm. is, of course, really tough for folks. Yeah. <clears throat> and so uh, that's why we like to keep pretty close track of people yeah uh, when you do have the macular just to see if it's progressing the 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 question is well what can you do about it what can you do about it thanks well if it's the dry form Mm -hmm. there's not a lot you can do for it other than um, maybe eating healthy such as fruits and vegetables give you those antioxidants that help protect those retinal cells back Mm -hmm. there a lot of people will have them take uh, vitamins. You may have heard of the Preservision. Yeah. Is it the lutein? Is that the primary right. component? That I think so. People you know, think is helpful. Yeah. Right. There's some also also extra vitamin A and okay. C and D and those uh, mm-hmm. vitamins. But when it comes down to it, I think you're right. The lutein and the zeaxanthin. I think it's called. Okay. Some of these I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, these yellow uh, phytopigments that help okay. uh, support the health of those uh, retinal cells. And so we'll have them use that. If people do uh, get the wet macular yeah. with those 
leaky blood vessels where they give fluid or hemorrhage in the macula area, then sometimes we'll be sending them to the retinal specialist for these injections. Yeah. So many people know about that. Mm-hmm. The injection of the medicine can help dry up these leaky blood vessels and and stabilize the vision, sometimes mm-hmm. improve it. It's, none of these things are an actual cure, but they can slow things down. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. How about, is there any risk factors for macular degeneration? Does it run in families or anything like that, Ken? Right. So it's, it is uh, somewhat hereditary. It's not a strict genetic disease yeah. like cystic fibrosis right. or something, but... If it runs really strong in your family, then you may be more prone to get it. It's yeah. not a guarantee, but so we watch, people have a family history, we watch them pretty closely. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned these injections in the eye. I am always amazed. I mean, this is a fairly recent development in ophthalmology mm-hmm. and in, you know, it used for other reasons besides what macular degeneration, but has really been revolutionary yeah. in some diseases of the eye. It sure has. Yeah. And uh, we're even even starting to use it for uh, fluid leakage in people with diabetes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll do some laser if needed in diabetes, Uh but uh, we're seeing more of the the use of this, such as Avastin is one of the the drugs, but uh, used by the retinal specialist to help dry up these leaky vessels in diabetes and other conditions too. Right. So right. It's, it's pretty neat. At least we have something. Right. So, Whereas, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many years this stuff has oh. been around, but, it, you know, yeah, 15 maybe, plus years yeah, ago, about that, we you didn't know. have much to offer people if there wasn't a surgical reason, right? When I was going through residency, yeah. it was like, well, we could laser this area to dry right. up these, uh, but if you had to do a hard laser, that creates a blind spot too. So gotcha. uh, much better uh, to use the uh, medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've not had one, but I have a lot of patients who have gotten injections in their eyeballs. It sounds terrible, but <laughs> yeah. they tolerate it really well. I mean, people really sounds aren't too bothered by medieval, it. medieval, but yeah. you're right. Of course, they numb up. Uh, uh-huh. And I give some type of injections in the office sure. with steroids and such, but we always numb up the eye and uh, uh, for these injections into the eyeball. They put a little betadine yeah. antiseptic yep. in there, so it... Uh, is not too bad. The only kind of down thing is the people getting the injections for the macula, they're usually going down there from anywhere from one to three to four months. So they're down quite a bit with these injections to have that continued effect. Right, right. Okay. Great. Well, we need to take a break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Dr. Kelly Evans, and I'm joined today by ophthalmologist Dr. Ken Knudsen. Give us a call with your questions about eye health at 605-692-1430. 
Well, we covered macular degeneration. Let's hit another common topic. How about cataracts, Dr. Knudsen? This is something that so many of my patients end up having Mm -hmm. um, an issue with. What is a cataract? Well, yeah, basically a cataract is a cloudiness in the lens of the eye. So it's inside the eye and your lens sits behind your iris and pupil there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people wonder if it's a a, a film on the surface of the eye, uh-huh. like the cornea, but it is not. Got it. So when we need to remove cataracts, you have to actually go inside the eye to mm-hmm. suck out that cloudy lens. Mm-hmm. And uh, nowadays, uh, with cataract surgery, it's not too bad to go through. Yeah. The common, and especially as people common. get older. What else? Right. When do you see it in younger people? It. Uh, Sometimes there's there are different types of cataracts, sure. and sometimes people with diabetes can get get them a little sooner sure. than others. But uh, sometimes in younger folks, for whatever reason, we'll see a certain type of cataract that gets very cloudy. It's mm-hmm. called a posterior subcapsular cataract, mm-hmm. where they get a plaque on the back surface of the lens. So it's mostly an age-related thing, but sure. younger folks in their 40s and 50s can get it also. Okay. The uh, the good thing, any of these things are treatable the same way, though. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that people usually tell me when they start getting more bothered by their cataracts, a lot of people will have their eye doctor uh, notice it before they notice it, but what drives them to really get it taken care of is nighttime driving for example yes. the lights are, aren't very clear they kind of scatter out what else do people can notice get that glare and yeah. it can be different for different folks uh, depending on what their activities are too so for some people it's tougher to read sure. it's, they need more light or they do a lot of uh, needlework okay. and they're saying man this is getting tougher to thread that needle Just or that to really see fine where, vision where huh? i'm doing the stitching yeah and uh, other people, like you say, was driving, other watching TV. So uh, a lot of different uh, things that can affect with your visual uh, performance. Yeah. And I forgot what the other part yeah. of the question was. <laughs> That's all right. Let's, let's move on. So okay. treatment, if it's bad yeah. enough and affecting right. your vision, is surgery. And this mm-hmm. is a really low-risk operation. Tell us ba- the basics of what you do in the sure. operating room when you take care of a cataract. Uh, luckily, the actual surgery time of the procedure is only about 10 minutes or yeah. so. Uh, you're in the room a little bit longer getting set up, but... Uh, we remove the cloudy lens and then we replace it with a man-made implant lens they call that and that's what uh, uh, clears up your vision but nowadays Mm -hmm. we do it through these small incisions without stitches and it's really pretty neat not much pain involved the anesthetists are with us during the procedure and they put a little relaxing medicine in your IV just to make it more comfortable for you. But we don't put people out with general anesthesia or anything, which is part of what makes it a very low-risk thing. And we send even people, you know, in their mm -hmm. 90s or people with lots of health conditions, it's it's pretty safe to get a cataract taken care of if it's affecting your quality of life. Exactly. As long as they are, and we send people to you to make sure. We double-check everything, yeah. As long as their blood pressure, breathing, heart is reasonable, they can uh, go go through the this procedure even if they have other medical conditions yeah mm. and it works pretty well is it pretty yeah. durable is this something yeah, that people ever that, have to have redone no yeah. the lens that we put in there does not disintegrate or break down mm. it's basically there for the rest of your life yeah 
Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. We had a listener call in. This listener is 90 plus years old. Way to go, listener. What can someone do to make their eyesight last as long as they possibly can into old age? Are there things that they can do? Yeah, don't smoke. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that can make uh, things like macular degeneration sure. worse. Yeah. Control your blood pressure and diabetes. Yeah. Uh, basically, anything that's good for your heart and vascular system is good for your you can, eyes. Some right, of these eye so. things are really, there's nothing you can do. They occur at random. But yeah, mm. the, the basic cardiovascular health definitely can have an effect on the eyes. Right. Yeah. And then as far as, say, for injury, uh-huh. if you're using power tools or even mowing, it is good to have eye protection. Yeah, that's a good because, tip. Because uh, uh, we see a lot of, well, not a lot, but... And an injury can cause corneal scarring or even the loss of the eye. So eye protection, if you're riding your motorcycle or whatever, is paramount. Yeah, good good tips. Thanks for pulling that plug there. Um, We'll get to a few other questions. So you mentioned diabetes there. Why Mm -hmm. do we recommend that people with diabetes go get an eye exam every year? What happens in people with diabetes in their eyes? Well, the high blood sugar can affect the small blood vessels mm-hmm. in the body as you know which can be kidneys or feet or whatever sure. but also the blood vessels in the eye and you can get leaky blood vessels where you get some hemorrhages sometimes some fluid leaks yeah or something called neovascularization where you actually grow abnormal new blood vessels because your your retina is saying hey i need more oxygen here but that can lead to extra hemorrhages yeah. and problems and uh, so controlling that blood sugar is good. We do an eye exam to kind of keep track of uh, if people have no problems or if we're starting to see some issues back there, we can watch it. If it reaches a certain point, you can do a little bit of laser, as we discussed, sure, sure. To, to help it from progressing. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. So it is an important part of overall diabetes care yes, that we yeah. that we try to make sure people are And you are guys are very, very good about reminding people to get their eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's important. Um, you mentioned uh, retinal hemorrhage. We did have a question. Mm-hmm. What are the signs and symptoms of a torn retina? Uh, that's very good, too, because yeah. you don't want to let that go. Right. If you're seeing a whole bunch of new flashing and floaters, if it's something new, it's good to get it checked out because yeah. that, that may indicate a retinal tear. Mm-hmm. And retinal tears or holes can lead to retinal detachments where fluid gets under the retina and kind of lifts it off sure. the back. And that is repairable if you catch it quick enough. Yeah. If you let it go too long, sometimes then you may be able to repair it, but you may not get real good vision back. Yeah. So if you're seeing a fuzzy curtain coming over your eye or something just doesn't seem right, it's yeah. best to call pretty quickly. Yeah, get yeah. in and get that examined so that if so it is a retinal problem, right. it can be taken we, care of. Exactly. Yeah. So it may need surgery or if it's a tear or hole, we can do some laser to weld that down so it doesn't turn into a retinal detachment right Mm. and you know sometimes it happens with traumatic things but not always it can happen at random so if you just wake up one morning with a a weird visual change Mm. get it checked out exactly you're right most of the time it's just kind of random with a little traction from the vitreous or something yeah got it 
We'll do another caller question. We have a caller whose daughter was having trouble with eye allergies. She started mm-hmm. using an over-the-counter drop. Is that what you recommend, or what do you recommend when people are having the itchy, irritated, allergic eyes? If you can certainly try, uh, <laughs> some of the over-counter things are pretty safe to use, and a number of prior prescription drops have gone over the counter. Sure. The latest one is called Pataday, okay. and there's something called Zatator which Eve may be able to get a generic version of. Uh-huh. And as long as it's not severe symptoms, you could try that first. They're usually once or twice a day. Uh-huh. And uh, if that helps you during your particular season or right. or just need a few days of that treatment to help with the itch, you can try that. If that's not working or you feel like this is pretty severe with the amount of redness, if you're uh-huh. getting any like mucusy discharge, then you sure. might want us to take a look to make sure it's not an infection. Right, but, right. It could be infection, especially mm, if in one eye. But a yeah. new a new red or painful eye is worthy of getting checked out because it can be a lot of things, Exactly. Right? Yeah. If, uh, certainly if there's some pain with yeah. it, uh, you know, use your best judgment. If you're not sure... Let's take a look. Yeah. So, but you can certainly try some over the counter things first if it's just some moderate itching. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. We've got just a few minutes left, Ken. We did have a question about uh, the extra skin above the eyes. So sure. sometimes you'll um, we'll see patients. A lot of these patients are older, but not always that actually have their vision impacted by some saggy eyelids. Tell us about how we assess that and how how people make the decision to go to surgery for that. Sure. So another uh, thing that comes with birthdays, a lot of eye things are like that. But you're right, it can also affect uh, younger folks. But we all get a little bit of excess loose skin to those Uh upper lids, sometimes the lower lids also. And our brows can fall a little bit, leading to more uh, wrinkling up there. With... uh, You can do a surgery called blepharoplasty Mm -hmm. to... uh, remove some of the excess skin and tighten things up. Insurance will pay for that if it is cutting off your vision enough. Medicare has gotten a bit sticky on this and has rejected a few of our patients. So I'm a little ticked off at that. (laughs) But but so they they really don't want to pay for cosmetic, obviously. Sure. But if it's hanging down and kind of getting into your pupil, it it definitely is a visual issue. Or if it's hanging off the side, we've had some people say they don't feel safe driving. Got it. Because they can't, you know, trying to merge on the interstate, they can't see to the side. So there is a legitimate reason to do it. Yeah. And for that uh, surgery, if it's covered by insurance, we'll usually do it in the operating room uh-huh. at the hospital. It takes about 45 minutes probably. You can do both eyes at the same okay. time for that type of surgery. Yeah. Usually not too bad to go through. Uh-huh. Remove that skin and then, of course, suture it back together. Right. A person probably wouldn't want a family photo for a couple weeks. Sure. Because <laughs> uh, so, you can get a little bit of bruising and uh-huh. swelling. Usually it's not too bad where you're afraid to go out in public or anything but uh but you're definitely going to get a little bit of bruising with that procedure but it's very effective sure pretty easy to go through Uh uh-huh i usually leave the stitches in there about a week and then we take them off and yeah and And so uh, you know usually does a trick right and that's something Mm -hmm. in a routine eye exam visual fields get tested so that's something Mm -hmm. that's being assessed in a routine annual eye exam right Right. usually i'll i'll you know i'm looking at the person's face i 
for most people, I let uh-huh. the patient bring it up because sure. we all get a certain amount of it. Right. I can see it in myself. Even I'm starting to look like my dad. So <laughs> it just, it's I natural. I can see it in myself too, Ken. Yeah, it's and, okay. <laughs> and so. The benefit of if, growing older, If right? they bring it up, we discuss it. <laughs> if it's not that bad, I don't usually mention it to them. But, yeah, yeah. Mm, if it's mm. if it's bothering vision. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to speak nope, up. No, bring though, it yeah. up. Bring mm, it up. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television or the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. This week on Thursday, February 3rd, Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth will discuss ophthalmology with Dr. Ryan Garretts from Ophthalmology Limited. So tune in tomorrow night on South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcasts. My thanks to Dr. Ken Knudsen for joining us today. And as Rick would say, stay healthy out there, people.